Aloha and welcome to another episode of Hawaii Catholic Herald Highlights. I'm Anna Weaver, the Associate Editor of The Herald, and today I'm playing back a recording that I did with Robert Mondoy, who is the music director at St. John Vianney Parish in Kailua. He's also a accomplished composer and musician himself. Here we have the audio from this video call I did with him. And if you'd like to see the full video playback, you can go to our YouTube channel. Enjoy. So I don't know if you want to just start with why do you like, what do you like about Advent as a music minister? Well, one of the curious things about Advent is that um, it's one of those um, new seasons for us old musicians in a sense that... uh, it's like trying to, um, it's like when you try to decorate something and you have this new opportunity and then you have all this material. Um, we've never had that much emphasis on Advent music per se, except the, the going purple, as it were, by having dark music. But after the restructure of the liturgy in, in 1966, we ended up with um, a little, a great plethora of great musical ideas. For example, um, when I was in high school, The King of Glory by Yabusk, The King of Glory. It's a perfect Advent hymn because it talks about not only the kingship of the end time, Christ the King year, but the whole idea of the king shall come. So um, at that time, we started getting much more uh, music that was specifically Advent. And it didn't stop. Many decades after that, they're still writing stuff that is beautifully Adventish. The ironic thing is Advent only has four Sundays. Yeah. So you only have technically 12 spots of music. That's it (laughs) to demonstrate the season. When you think about the different song choices, the Psalms, of course, are pretty well established. Okay, but um, it's interesting. You only have 12 songs, Uh, not like Lent, where you have something like... uh, uh, 12 plus another 6, 18, maybe more, about 24 spots. So I I find that um, by looking at everybody else's Advent choices from different sources, uh, not just the Catholic sources, you end up with a really good palette of, of texts and song choices that you can weave very well with the readings of the day, readings of that Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um uh, as I've pointed out, for example, um, I know there are some Catholic texts of uh, Isaiah 11, which is the reading for the second Sunday of Advent. But uh, I found in a Presbyterian hymnal um, a piece called Isaiah the Prophet Has Written of Old. And the music was written by Sidney uh, Carter, who wrote uh, Lord of the Dance, by the way. Huh. But he wrote, he wrote a particular tune called Judas and Mary, which is about the dialogue between Judas and, um, and, and the Blessed Mother about faith issues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but somebody in the Presbyterian community put these Isaiah 11 words with the tune. So you end up with uh, something that is as gorgeous as this. Isaiah the prophet has written of old how God's new creation shall Let forth in peace. 
With um, rich American style music, as it were, that sounds like it's from the Appalachians. That's how Sidney Carter right, wrote. Okay. Uh, he didn't compose. He didn't compose the music for Lord of the Dance. He borrowed that from an Appalachian Quaker tune, and, and put the words Lord of the Dance to it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I have a quote. Uh, the last line, excuse me, the last verse is in the, the the text collection there. But that's just to show. Sometimes when you look outside. Uh, when you look outside of the um, your regular canon collection, uh, mm -hmm. you end up with some very good things. Um, the, one of the overlooked stuff in general are the actual hymns that are part of um, the tradition that comes from the Lutheran tradition, particularly. Uh, but they're used. They you find them in the Oregon Catholic Press. What is the first song that I listed? Was that? Um, uh, what? uh you clouds of heaven open wide or savior of the nations come you clouds yeah you you clouds of heaven open wide is really quite stout this song and the one after that uh it's in a minor key but the thing about minor keys is that they're uh in this case they're strong emotionally when they match the words and it kind of blends in with what's going on um, with the idea that the, the the nights get darker and so we kind of like are gathered even at 5 p.m eucharist it's already dark yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and the candles the candles make more sense but um, it's interesting how um, you have stout dark music on an organ or even a piano and it really is rich for example you clouds of heaven open wide sounds something like this that is in open fifths just to get that power across uh, um, which which works very very well i think with music what is the other song that i have listed there the next the one is savior of the nations come yeah that's a very famous lutheran hymn okay. and um <clears throat> it's underused i think <clears throat> because it speaks so clearly of um of of advent and if i can find it first uh, is it, is it, what is it called again? The, what? Savior of the Nations Come. Savior of the Nations Come. I think I'll be organized here. Uh, let's see if I can find it. It's under S. So you said that one's Lutheran originally? Yeah, it's a, a Lutheran source. And um, there's many, of course, that was a very fecund area of composing in those days. Of 
course I don't have it here, so I'll just bypass it for now. Mm -hmm. Savior of the nation. I mean, you know why? Because it's uh, I have one sheet missing. <laughs> oh, okay. <We're> done. <laughs> but it has the same bony. Although I don't think it was originally written that way, but in the Lutheran tradition, these songs were uh, reharmonized in the organ and even different verses were given different chords. So they kind of like illuminated the different verses, how they, how they did that. Um, I think the next collection of songs is, uh, uh, what is the next one? Oh, that, that Isaiah the Prophet. Um, you have Isaiah the Prophet, Canticle the Turning, and then People Look East, When the King yeah. Shall Come Again. Uh, the Canticle of Attorney, I don't have the music with me right now, but it's a terrific piece. It is so Irishy. But the uh, People of East, yeah, it was a, it's a favorite song currently at Notre Dame University, and I don't know why. <laughs> but uh, People Look East. Um, I've, I think I've heard uh, you play that using, in John Vianney before. Uh, is it only an episode? It was somebody's... It was a uh, which one? The Catholic attorney. Uh, people look east. I think I've heard you play that at mass before. Oh yeah, it's 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 really cool. It's uh it's such a you know a lot of these pieces are what we call in compound rhythm. Compound rhythm is like you have two pulses, like an Irish jig, or heavy three beat, one, two, three, one, two, three, and you know those things are swingy and they they have an innate. Uh, cheeriness to them. Just, it's just a happy, happy thing when it talks about a lot of creation sentence stuff. The second verse talks about the furrows of the earth being opened up so the seed can be planted, that a flower may flourish. And then it talks to the stars, keep, you know, keep it lit. One more light, the bowl shall brim, shining beyond the frosty weather, bright as sun and moon together. People look east and sing today, love the star is on the way. So it's kind of like, they're happy little things. This is not the advent from uh, 50 years ago, for sure. Before yeah. the Vatican yeah. Council. Um, it, 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 it's not deep purple. It's actually vibrant. The mm -hmm. colors are vibrant, even though it is darker than night. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other songs there is, um, I'm thinking of. You have When the King Shall Come Again, uh, My Soul in Stillness. Oh, ah, yes. Uh, when the king shall come again, uh, it's a it's an old tune from about the 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 fifteen hundreds, but it is such a stout hymn, and it's great for guitars too. You can imagine tambourines playing like this with the tambourines. When the king shall come again, all his love. 
It's all, this tune is also used for some of the Easter hymns, by the way. So okay. it's a cool piece. The other one I have there is, uh, uh, oh, the, the communion songs. Yeah. Um, I, I find sometimes parishes just stay by the stock communion songs that they use throughout ordinary time. Mm -hmm. I don't wonder if it's better just to slip into something that is strictly Advent and avoid using anything during the Advent season, except Advent songs. That way, the flavor of Advent is declared at every moment of the liturgy when we're singing the texts. Of mm -hmm. course, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is very clear about that. And by traditionists, often used only for the last two weeks of Advent. Although a lot of people use it at the beginning of Advent, but mm -hmm. right now we have so many good Advent songs to start off with. So you can save that little gem until the last two weeks where mm -hmm. it'll have nice emotional strength from the anticipation of um, Christmas coming up. Um, some of the odd pieces that I, I don't think people do all the time, but uh, the Remember uh, Your Love, which is uh, from the Glory and Praise collection um, by the members of um, Damien's uh, Ducote and Daigle. Uh, this one is strictly, um, it sounds almost Advent because of the anticipation of waiting for the Lord. Hence, remember your love and your faithfulness, O Lord. Remember your people and have mercy on us all. If you dwelt, O Lord, Adventish character, but still has a great strength of text. Mm -hmm. um, as sentinels wait for the daylight, wait for the Lord. I trust in your kindness and redemption and your faithful word. Okay. Uh, the nice thing about communion procession is that this is a single and memorizable antiphon. So you don't have to receive uh, communion with papers in your hand. You can just yeah. go ahead and <laughs> sing this. And there's another one like that, and that's My Soul in Stillness Wait, which is a, a cousin of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, based on the O Antiphons. Um, let's see if I can find it. And again, a very easy piece to go with. Um, well, what is it? My Soul in Stillness Wait. So, you know the book that I have here? <laughs> it needs to be updated. 
Okay. Oh, oh, I know. I'm, in, I'm looking at the wrong place. Sorry. Found it. Found it. Found it. Thanks for your patience. And this is clumsy music. Anyway, the nice thing about that easy antiphon, and when you improvise it, you can get the same dark minor key, and it sounds a bit uh, Middle Eastern, as many minor keys do, which takes you right back to the Jewish experience about waiting for the Messiah. Hawkins piece. So it starts off like camels in the desert. For you, my soul in stillness waits. Truly, my hope is in you. bow before the God who made us let every heart be open to the Lord for we are all the people of his hand so you get this uh, people of God journeying in the desert I mean the original people of God the, the Jewish community it's curious though you know when you think about good composing he does this wonderful thing for you O Lord my soul in stillness waits he puts a half note there yeah, yeah. because you literally wait yeah. So a lot of things, sometimes they go over your head intellectually, but emotionally, yeah. they're affecting you whether you know it or not. So good composing plays games with tempo, cordage, harmony, effect. And like what I like doing improvising uh, many of these pieces is to create a sense of place, geography. I don't mind being someplace in the Jordan Desert, for example, and it's mm -hmm. okay to feel that way. And um, I may not smell camels, but I certainly can yeah. see them in the music. <laughs> Um, is that a Tizay song too? Do they use those at Tizay services sometimes? Um, yes, there are a good number of Tizay services. And um, the nice thing about Tizay music is that um, it can't be strongly meditative and they're super memorizable. You just yeah. have to have a song leader that il illuminates that mantra with extra texts. I think there are several good Advent ones that are in the Taizé collection. I don't know them right off the bat, but Taizé is very familiar to us, one, because of its simplicity and its directness. Mm -hmm. um, in the event that you don't have a leaflet available for anybody to sing from, Taizé mm -hmm. works. The, the text is too easy. And yeah, you can repeat that as long as you wish. The improvising, you can raise it up and you can diminish it. You can create waves of emotion and waves of calm and waves of excitement, uh, which is at the hands of the, the, the keyboards and the band and the orchestra that is playing, I think. Okay. Yeah, those, those are good sources. I don't know the titles right off the bat. I apologize. No, that's okay. I was just trying to think of that song. If I had heard that, um, My Soul in Stillness Waits, that is a thing too, but I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm quite sure. I, I'm quite. I would. I wouldn't be surprised if they yeah. chose that text, because yeah. if anything is personal, that particular psalm, which is Psalm 95, which talks about waiting, waiting for the the Creator, 
waiting for the savior. Mm -hmm. I think that's cool stuff. Yeah. Um, and then you had just two final songs on here, Rise Up Jerusalem and Maranatha as a uh, sending forth songs. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, um let's see if I have a copy of that. The Chusano, nope, I don't know where I put it. But it's a very well-known song. There's many Maranatha songs, but that one is really good. I like that one because... Um, It can be played very meditatively, almost like a Taze piece, which is what the uh, commercial recording from OCP has it as. But I find it does very well as a two-step piece, which is very ethnic in its own right. So that's one of the rare songs that sounds good, slow or fast. You know, it's, it's a great piece. Um, Rise of Jerusalem is by Tim Shaw and Bachler. I'm not too sure if people remember the first Glory and Praise book from 19... <laughs> we're dating ourselves here. 68 or 71, the Red Book. Uh -huh. And Rise of Jerusalem is in it, but not too many people remember this piece. It is. It is. Um, it has three parts to it. Mm -hmm. And it's just emotionally uplifting. It is a perennial favorite of St. John's. I mean, people love it. And it, the song describes exactly what the words do. For example, Rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up, Jerusalem. Sing out, sing out, sing out, sing out, Jerusalem. see that uh, it, 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 people particularly like when it breaks out it's an a minor mm -hmm. but it breaks out into the major seventh for the four chord you don't expect a major seventh in a minor key piece that often and when it happens it's stunning and it's stunning because the words Emmanuel sit right on those chords mm -hmm. so God among us you know so it's, it's interesting how music can theologically warm your soul, explode your sense of joy, and increase your sense of hope. Mm -hmm. Because basically that's what the Advent season is. And mm -hmm. it's hope all around. It's not just for my personal needs, but you know the needs for the whole world, our community. And um, it's really good news before Christmas, mm -hmm. you know? 
the gospel has always been good news, you know, but mm -hmm. this is so interesting because, you know, this assurance of um, companionship by God in your life and in the community's life is quite remarkable. And when it's illustrated by the music this way, um, it's a double whammy. Mm -hmm. so that yeah. way we have something to hum about, something to really be joyful about, I think, uh, for Advent season. So when Christmas comes, it's a different kind of joy. It's not a joy that you held off, but a joy that is definitely built upon. Yeah. Like, like good things happen to those who wait. Mm -hmm. The best blessings and the warmest and the, and the deepest blessings come to those who actually understand hope mm -hmm. and are patient and are patient for that gift when yeah. it comes. So, so the music does that and the words do that. We're lucky in the Catholic community to have this uh, good composing. There are many other contemporary pieces that um, I work with other students who teach, uh, who play in churches elsewhere. I teach them how to improvise for church use. And um, I don't have them right now, but I'm surprised how many good contemporary songs there are. There are at least a dozen of them that I wouldn't mind continuing to use, but you know, a dozen new songs means I have to replace the, the 36 that I already have for Advent. Yeah. 12 spots per year for Advent. Yeah. So that's one of the nice things is that there's more to choose from mm -hmm. and the best to choose from than, than just scrounging around for stuff. Advent is not like that. Advent yeah. and Lent both are not like that. There's a plethora of great music. Sounds like you should be at Daily Mass, you know, throwing in all those songs there. No. <laughs> uh, especially, especially the ones with the simple antiphons. Yeah. And yeah. they can be done a cappella. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, no, there's there's a lot of power in this music of Advent, which allows us, I think, to build hope, so that the Christmas tide becomes significantly uh, gorgeous, emotionally and spiritually for everybody. So, well, thanks. I, I feel like I experienced a mini concert. This was nice. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, what I'm doing is I'm just demonstrating, I think, what I discovered and what our community knows. And again, I only scratched the surface. I'm not. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, like you can tell us my disorganization here, all my good stuff is at the church. Mm -hmm. I really should fix this book that I have under my nose. But anyway, so, yes. Is this about the time of year that you start planning or do you start even earlier normally? I usually have my planning done uh, way before November. Okay. Um, I'm a little bit late this year because there's a lot of extra work to do church-wise and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But um, it's much better to plan uh, months in advance so you have a chance to look at things one of the things that a music planner ought to do is really look at the whole set of readings for a particular season mm -hmm. and see what especially every cycle we have three lectionary cycles those readings follow a particular stream a different one than the other cycle mm -hmm. they both are the same waters they both go from mountain to sea mm -hmm. but they follow different paths when you catch on to the sense of the different paths and the different diverse images that the scripture proclaims, then it's easier to pick out the songs that illuminate that yeah. um, or react or react to those uh, images from scripture. Because music is not just literal, it's also reactionary. It, it reacts to uh, what is being proclaimed or what is implied. So, Do you have a preference on uh, the liturgical cycles abc for advent or 
It's hard to pick. No, all, Advent has always been a, a great little focus. Uh, most of the literatures that I talk with feel very strongly that the readings at the end of Cycle C, which we've just exited now, they get a little bit disparate and confusing. So it's, it's that's the time you start choosing generic music. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to worry about specific themes. But the end of Cycle C tends to be a little problematic, almost as if there picks up bits and pieces. But always, always at the end of every cycle, right up to Christ the King, mm -hmm. there's this direction towards understanding death, all souls, all saints, and mm -hmm. Christ the King, which is the second coming, and dying to self so that you would be born again. It's not a mini Easter. It celebrates about the two comings of Christ, I think. And the second coming of Christ is what the end of the church here is all about. Cycle C moves into cycle A gorgeously, but all the other cycles, the music choices and the Psalms in particular for cycle B and C are just lividly beautiful. Everything from feeling like you're left behind in the desert to watching rains come all of a sudden when there was a drought for like 20 years, uh, down to uh, pieces of music where you feel like people are moving from one place to a promised land. Mm -hmm. um, that's what one of the many images that shows up in the, in the, in the Advent readings and therefore the Psalms and therefore the music choices. But that's, but that's the whole thing about the end of the church here. It's also the end of our lives. And what that, and there's meaning for that. There's meaning in that loss of life. There's a meaning in handing over your life and receiving the, the life that was promised us by way of Eucharist, of course, by way of scripture, by way of God's promise. I think it's important to talk that way rather than paint things in black and white like everything is one direction. Mm -hmm. um, like good journeyers, like the God's early first chosen people. It was a meandering journey trying to figure out who God is, was, and matters, what matters mm -hmm. to me and what matters to my community. I don't think anything has changed nowadays. We still meander, we still wander, but the scriptures and the Psalms and the music keep us grounded in hope at the very least. So we can wander all we want, but we're never left alone. And I think that comes across very clearly in the readings and the music. Well, very good. I'm glad you're doing this because I tell you, Advent music is really cool. Yeah, you think people yeah overlook Almost that like and they're thinking about Christmas and all the classic Christmas songs that you forget about. Mm -hmm. All the like less focused on. I I, I prefer I prefer I prefer Advent because of all those colors and the diverse texts and tunes. Christmas songs are great, and we've known them since we were childhood, and they're usually the same pieces in the same text, and that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But Avid is as fresh, as fresh as an unexpected spring before winter. Go figure, you know? Yeah. It's really something. That's mm -hmm. great. Well, thank you again. I, I appreciate your time. So, Thanks for listening. If you're hearing this in December 2022, we want to let you know that we're taking a few weeks off from the podcast to enjoy the holidays. And we wish you all a very happy Advent, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. <laughs>